start respecting gender. There are male-to-male adapters. There are male-to-male dongles, for sure. What about, like, one that transcends <laughs> gender and you've got every every type of in and yeah. out, why, up and why down? Do we have to do, why do we have to do male-female? That, that's chords? one of those, like... it chords? That's one of those, like, stupid charger things that came out in, like, 2008 when nobody knew what to do with iPhones and stuff. Like, the ones that you see in hotels, right? Where there's, like, 50 million different, like, charging ports yes. that would go to ah. a singular, like, USB, like, box device. That's what we need. We need to be more progressive. Guys, I am so ready for this podcast today. I, uh, I've been doing a lot of preparing. Um, I prepared to bring the energy in the usual way, which is eating as much lamb shawarma as possible right before we started recording. Mm. That's why I was Welcome a little late. to a bit worse podcast where we talk about what we ate for the day. I'm Sack. I'm Luke. My name is Toilet. I had a great big bowl of tortellini in hey. in, memo- in uh, celebration of Team Italy bringing it Rome. Mamma bringing mia. Bringing it to Rome. Mamma mia. We're all I doing had some the, Argentinian flautas. We're all doing the hand. I, I, had a, I had a yerba mate to celebrate what is, Argentina. What is this <laughs> hand gesture called when you, you hold your hands uh, out in I front the, of you and you just kind of wag them back and forth? I had the Italian grandmother. I don't it's, know. <laughs> the nonna. The nonna. <laughs> it is called the, la- the lasagna. <laughs> uh, should we start there? Some thoughts from the game. Sorry you guys didn't yeah. win any money, but that's on you. I did win money. No, I bet no, on Italy. Uh, okay, so when did, when did you bet on Italy? Can you, can Prior you give to us the a game. Re- can you give us a recap of any of your other wagers that you hit during the UEFA? I hit exactly zero of my wagers during the UEFA Euro until my wager on the final. So obviously, you know, I wasn't quite uh, as locked in as I was in World Cup 2018, for example. I led some folks astray by saying that maybe Germany had a chance to win. I still think that they were probably the best team of the tournament. They probably could have given Italy a better run for their money. But alas, um, that ultimately did not pan out. So I took Italy yeah. for the game. What 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 happened with our Meisters from Germany? Yugi Love sucks. He really got like the least out of the team. Like a team that was the sum was like worse than its component parts. Oh, that's much, not good. How much that's does like, a soccer coach really impact what's going on on the field? A yeah. Substitutions? Well, substitutions? are we sure? Are we closer to like uh, like are we are we? Are we closer to a football coach or are we closer to a baseball manager? We're definitely closer to a football coach because coaches are literally football coaches. Oh, true. Watch Ted Lasso on Apple plus. (laughs) Thank you toilet. Walked right into that one. (laughs) Um, So what are they doing aside from substitutions? Because as an outsider, I don't really understand soccer. I just saw, Oh, England. So obviously they're just going to step on the rake at the 90th minute of the game. (laughs) I mean, Charlie Brown. That, that's yeah. true. Um, they do change things tactically. They change how the play is operating because, like, in general, players have to be pretty, like, aligned to, even though it's not like football where they're running, like, very set plays. Like, there's ways that uh, managers will want the game to go, and they'll dictate, dictate that to the players, um, and then the players will do it. And that can include, like, playing out from the back, where the goalie plays or the ball to the defenders every time they make a save and the defenders bring the ball forward. It could be like bombing balls into the box and just trying to get ahead on it. It could be pressing forward. It could be like sitting back and just like trying to weather the storm, which is exactly what England tried to do for 97 minutes of the game. Oh, oh it could also be uh, making a, a late game substitution and putting in three guys who haven't played all game in order to make PKs and not a single one of them made it. Yes, right? exactly. That was okay. a very, very tangible way in which managerial decisions affected the end state of the game. Not necessarily how like the game itself flowed, but obviously the way that the penalties happened. So I only saw basically the last, I basically saw um, stoppage time or overtime or whatever it was, and then I saw a penalty kick. So <laughs> overtime. Did, you know, what was it called? Tell me. Extra, I, extra time. Extra time. Extra time. Yeah. Okay, so I saw extra it's your time. American bias, sir. Yeah, that's my American bias weighing in. Fly it proudly. Um, but I was wondering, did they basically score and then decide to park the bus and try and just not? Good what do they get up one zero and then just? See, there you go. You know, park the bus. That's exactly what happened. 
Oh, okay. England, like, bombed it forward in, like, the first two minutes and was able to, like, drop it in very spectacularly and then was just content to try and defend it out, which meant that they were under, like, constant assault from Italy. Yeah, like, it's, it's like the idea, like, if you play prevent defense, it only prevents you from winning. So you basically go up 7-0 to zero and you're like, all right, we got the lead, let's just relax. Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay. All right, well, I guess that makes sense then. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I just, as a casual observer, you just kind of figured that they were going to lose. Like, I was watching in a, in a room of people. They were kind of rooting on either sides. But, I don't know. As a Bears fan, you just kind of, like, expect horror at some point. Like, it's just going to happen at some point. And that's kind of what I figured would happen, that England might get out to a lead, and then they would just kind of give it away at the end. So, Yes, being, like, an England fan is like living in eternal disappointment like they're a team that is usually ranked very highly usually stacked with talent that consistently unperforms underperforms and chokes spectacularly on major stages um can you equate it to an nfl team the bears (laughs) so well the was this group we did did invent football bears Bears james harden football like let's let's just name chokers because that's what England are. Like let's go through the list of like serial chokers. The Bills, like maybe Chris Paul. Except the Bills make oh, championships. Sir. Um, I wanted to ask. So Olympics are coming up in about a month, but I heard that these players are not eligible to compete in that. Is that true? That is true. So what the hell is that all about? Olympics is under 23, so it doesn't conflict or compete with the World Cup in terms of, like, the, I guess, outcome of the tournament. The World Cup, they they alternate every two years. Right, but they don't want the Olympics to be a comparable product to the World Cup, so FIFA doesn't let over 23 players compete in the Olympics. How does FIFA control that? Because FIFA will ban you from competing in... um, international competition if you go against one of their laws okay so fifa says if you competed in the last olympics you cannot compete in this world cup no they basically set up the rules to differentiate the world cup from the olympics competition like fifa puts on the world cup they're the organization that runs it so they can like tell players like what their eligibility is and you will not be eligible for the world cup and basically every country abides by it anyway so it's like a written rule but it's also an unwritten rule also for the players like they don't really give a shit about the olympics as much like the olympic soccer tournament isn't really that prestigious so they don't really care whoa but but you know would make it prestigious if they just let the best players compete in it and just chill the fuck out but what about can can uh, mbappe play in the uh, olympics is 19 um, he is current. I think he just underwent surgery on his ankle, so I don't oh. think that he'll be competing in the Olympics. What about Saka? I just picked up his name from, from the Kaya game. Saka is probably not going to compete in the Olympics. He's also, like 17, the, isn't yeah, he? I mean, their training schedule season also starts like right now. Like they're in preseason at the moment. Wait, the cha- or the Premier League's in preseason? Yeah. That's insane. So who's going to run the table this upcoming year? Manchester City. Like that's uh like place your bets now it'll never get any better. Is Pretty Harold, much is Harold Kane on their team too. Harry Kane is currently seeking a transfer from Spurs. Can you tell from me how England that works to a real winner? Yeah, like America. Yeah, yeah, America. He wants to come win a Super Bowl World Championship. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I... How awesome would that be if he if Harry Kane came over to the states and became a kicker? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not they working tried out. Tried that, for... haven't they? I I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the Grammatica brothers. Sure. Can Can I just back up to Olympics versus FIBA? And is oh. it just like, like FIBA is because or FIFA has like, from what I've understand and gathered over the years, like people don't really like FIFA that they're kind of people don't like the IOC either. By the way, like the two most corrupt sport organizations like yeah. at the very top competing with one another. It's, it's, yeah, so, it's, like but, the, it's like what the IOC FIFA and then the NCAA. Yeah, like, pretty much with each other. Maybe the NCAA is worse because they like are actively <laughs> lobbying against paying players. Like at yeah. least, I mean, I guess the IOC doesn't pay players either, but at but least they I can guess, be professionals. I guess I don't understand like 
what like they're not in direct competition like the ioc like the olympics is every four years like they're not at the same time like why does it matter why not have two great soccer tournaments and they just kind of cross promote like hey guys world cup 2022 get excited cutter it's gonna be in the winter it's gonna be weird check it out the uh (laughs) continental um competitions are on the olympics here too so the euro and the olympics are always in the same year same thing with the copa america and honestly the soccer organization care about those competitions where way more than they care about because that that's because that that has qualifying uh implications right to uh the world World Cup. cup I mean, if you win, but if you win that tournament, you you should be able to walk the qualification anyway. Okay. Okay. And this is the boys talk soccer. So they basically put the FIFA puts a giant tournament a month before the Olympics to be the big swing and dick and say, hey, we have the better soccer over here. Suck, no, actually, it. FIFA does not uh, coordinate those tournaments. Those are the individual uh, UEFA continental sir? leagues. So hmm. uh, UEFA, uh, AFC, CAF. Conme Bowl and CONCACAF. Okay, so I guess I still don't understand that. So, and I, I will never understand soccer. It seems like such an easy game. I'm never going to understand. No, the, the governing body stuff just like doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like you have a federal body and then you have your states, right? And everything else is everything's different at all these different at all these. There's like, one that's the world levels. and one for each continent. So it's still like uh, uh, smoking weed in Illinois is fine, but it's still federally illegal. Sure. So if a federal officer found you with it, he'd arrest you. But if a state officer did, he wouldn't give a shit. Playing, playing, playing in, playing in the CONCACAF is legal, but don't let me catch you playing in the Olympics, sir. <laughs> All right, okay, we did it, guys. It's like, okay, in comparison to the NCAA, it's like the individual conferences in the NCAA, right? Like the Big Ten. <laughs> Smoking like weed Ten. is legal in the Pac-10, but definitely don't get caught doing that in the SEC. No way. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We did it, guys. Pac-10. Explain- Damn, Handy- Zach, we're going back to the past. Pac-12, whatever. Handicaps, icing, soccer. We explained them all here, guys. That's why you continue to listen. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about our explanation of golf handicaps last week. <laughs> Yeah, I that, read, was, that was some the, real that was, burner the, content. I have a follow-up. You guys want to hear a follow-up? No. Change the subject? All Are right. you going to talk about disc golf handicapping? Because I yes. will you everybody's yes. mic. Yes. Yes. I will yes. end this call if we talk about golf handicapping one more goddamn time. Well, we're, this is it's okay. We're talking about disc golf handicapping this Yeah, time. not golf. It's, this it's is the same. It golf. is the same. <laughs> um, it's actually not. So no, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you might not, but our listeners might. So if you're interested, go ahead and check out uh, disc golf ratings and you can see what rounds are rated. So that might might eliminate Zach's Y equals MX plus B and just give you the raw answer there. Um, but basically, you can count on 1000 score, uh, a rating of 1000 kind of being like the primo like you played the best round. Okay, ever. works like batting average. Moving on to the next topic. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of like batting average. So your boy just played in a disc golf tournament this past weekend. Oh yeah, no How'd way. And I got a rating of eight thirty two. So That's if good. it's you know a thousand is like the best you could possibly do. Eight thirty two. I was pretty happy with that. Two strokes off the leader. Got second place. Um, got to be a lead card. Um, got to meet a bunch of scoop throwers in the. Uh, in the Chicago suburban area, so I had a good time. It was a good experience for sure. I that's 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 awesome, toilet. I'm seeing a couple of guys here. Uh, does the name Paul Macbeth ring a bell? Yeah, Paul Macbeth is a five-time champ. He's one of the best disc golfers of all time. He does ring yeah. a bell. His rating uh, as of twelve eight twenty twenty was one thousand fifty four. Yeah. So Ooh. like this 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 player goes to eleven. Yeah. AP classes. They just did, um, yeah, basically, like 1050, like a 1050 round is like, you know, breaking the course record, basically. And he's right now the number one rated player in the world. Oh, uh, we have we have a 1050, and this guy's definitely made up and not real, but his name is Eagle McMahon. Eagle McMahon. He's a beast, dude. He's like 22 <laughs> years old. He's so good. Hamburger he can throw, so, he can throw <laughs> so far. It's funny that his name's Eagle. There's actually... 
a nice little documentary about him and his life on YouTube. Go ahead and check it out. Joe Mez Pro. Were his parents hippies or his eagle a nickname? His parents are hippies. They uh, walk this trail. They grew up. Guess guess where he grew up. Take a wild uh, guess. I'm gonna guess outside eagle of Denver, McNair. Denver, Colorado. Go keep going. Oh me. Boulder. Boulder. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There we Boulder, go. Boulder, Colorado. Um, his parents are hippies. Mother died tragically when he was like five, and then him and his dad bonded over banging chains together. It's a really cute story. Aww. Well, I I went to tell you that um, according to this graph that I'm or this map of the United States, uh, the highest ranked disc golf players or the 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 highest concentration of disc golf of uh, of us over one thousand disc golf players Rating, is yeah. in yeah is in colorado so you know you were, we're we're barking up the right tree here yeah elevation change it was funny because i was like on this card with these three other guys and we're all kind of at the same demeanor of all right we kind of just signed up we're kind of just screwing around we kind of you know not really taking it too seriously one guy's carrying around a beer while he's playing and the other guy is Sweet ripping guys. jewel clouds like like you had to wait for the cloud to pass before you could even shoot because you didn't even <laughs> see the pin anymore it was so big. it sounds like you're with your people <laughs> it was i was definitely with my people a lot of man ponytails a lot of male breasts look you um, may have to you may have to beep, bleep this out but toilet where what course did you play we were playing in wilmington illinois okay Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I could say about that. It, Route 66 goes through there. Have you guys ever traveled on Route 66? Yeah, I've I taken have. Jackson Street before in downtown Chicago, right? Isn't that it, Luke? Yeah. Or Congress? Um, yeah. That would seem like kind... It seems like an awesome trip, and then you would actually do it and be like, this kind of sucks ass. <laughs> um, but it would be kind of cute to like drive through some small towns, have some meals with some yokels, and Toilet destroys the movie Cars. <laughs> going Get 55 miles an hour see in america baby going through the heartland why did route 66 become popular did it become popular because of the song or before the song i think before the song i think it was just like a major railroad railroad shit that's the lamb shawarma talking um highway across the u.s at like the beginning of the interstate highway system that ran from chicago to los angeles that had oh, some God. iconic like desert locales along it, but it was, it was like, like the only road for a while. It was like stop and go traffic too. It'd be like taking Northwest Highway all the way out to Olympia or I don't know Seattle or something. Yeah, exactly. Looks like it is. A st- it was established in 1926, and it goes from Chicago all the way to L.A. 2,448 miles. Goes through notable locations such as Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma. Oh, wow. Tejas. Interesting. Uh, hey, can, sure can we pause for a second? Of wrath. We sure can. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Luke's mic is I'll be so right loud. He's got to take a ma- massive Luke or uh, Lamb Shwarma Dumpski. Yeah, Lamb Shwarma Dumpski. I, I I was reading a, an athletic article and they were like like canvassing the um, the fans for questions about the about the Bears or something or yeah. answers or basically um you know just just a just a just a bunch of ideas going into the season right and one of them was mm-hmm. when do you think Fields will take actually the first question was when does when does Dalton lose the job or if I guess if you think he doesn't you know if he goes all 17 games um and then secondly was when do you think Fields will make his first start um I mean I have two schools of thought but I want to hear yours first uh um I can give you mine well, if we, you need a second I mean we're playing I mean I there's like a realistic one and then there's like a hot take one, you know, because <laughs> like the hot take one is like we're playing the Rams and we're going to get our asses kicked by the Rams. Like they're just going to win like 45 to 10. So do you just like play that game, take your lumps and then like immediately bench Andy Dalton if that's the way the game goes? Yeah, I don't know. Or if it if it's close in the first half, do you go, hey, this guy's going to give us a spark off the bench. Let's bring him in. I think I think that's a, that's a good point. 
I think there's one. There's only two. There's two roads. Number one, um, the one that I want the most to happen is that it's very clear and evident in camp who the better quarterback is, and that's Fields. And so they're like, look, um, you know, you can. There's a saying in football that says you can lose games, you can't lose a locker room. Like those guys know, like they're not going to want to go into a season being like this guy Fields is so much better than Dalton. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to miss any games or we're not going to let any games go because of some, you know, arbitrary development plan. Right. So we'll, we'll throw them in there. We'll throw them in there right off the bat. That's my number one goal. Like that would be like, I wish that would happen. And then that would get me like, I'd be buying a Fields Jersey like before week one. What I think (laughs) will happen is I think Dalton probably gets him to like, I think their buy is week 10, so that'd be nine games. I think Dalton gets him to, like, anywhere between three and – three and six would be kind of bad. Probably four and five or five and four. They have the buy, and then they go into – then they go into letting uh, Fields start week 11 home against the Ravens. Ravens not known for the best pass rush. I mean, they've improved it, but they're not the greatest pass rush. And you give him two weeks – after the Steelers game, you get two, you know, you get two full weeks to to, to prepare and get the best game plan. I think that's probably what will happen. I don't think there's a chance in hell that Andy Dalton lands that long. Really? You know, unless he's playing well and then Justin Fields doesn't get to play at all. Yeah. I, that's I, the only way. Yeah, that's true. Or if they have this pre-planned idea that like maybe that's the best time to to, to pull the plug on the Andy Dalton experiment. I mean, if he's, if he's five, if he's five and four, or if he's six and three, I mean, they're not, I don't think they're going to take him out. So the last time we did this, I know it was a different era a little bit, but we had Glennon, I think, played four games, and then he was yeah. benched after that Buccaneers Dude, game. I think we terrible. lost the Buccaneers. No, Mitch had like his coming out party against the Buccaneers that year. No, that was the next season. That was 2018 uh, when he threw six touchdown passes. Uh, it, it was 69 yeah. degrees. There you go. He, he, I think – when it was exactly sixty nine degrees, he's the bet he has the best quarterback rating of all time. <laughs> Damn, sixty nine degree Damn. weather. Mitch Trubisky to the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. Almost did it. Almost, almost did, it. did it. Okay, almost did. okay. Toilet. They went. It was. I think it was after. No, no. He got. So they started off that season. They went one and three. They lost to the Falcons at home. Um, in a pretty close game. Yeah. Then we got the doors beaten off by the Buccaneers. Yeah. Then they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in overtime. Shout out Jordan Howard. Luke and I were watching that game. Mm. And then they then that the next game was when Glennon got like wrecked by the Packers. And then Mitch started the Minnesota game after that. Week five. Yeah, week five. That sounds right. Okay, so I think I, I think you're right. That that's that's another that's definitely another viable plan. He starts at some point. Like he's like Fields is gonna play. But I, yeah. I I'm holding off I'm holding off hope that he just like fucks up Dalton's shit in camp and then that's it like thanks a lot Andy but you'll be right in the pine well here's my thought we open against the Rams they're gonna kick the shit out of us and we'll say like okay it's only game one you know whatever then we play the Bengals we should kick the shit out of them and then the week after that we play the Browns and that they will probably beat us and then that might be hey we're one and two the season is still salvageable. Let's uh, bench this guy and then play him against the Lions. I like that. Like an easy an easy play against the Lions. Yeah. Just like an easy I think it's a home game too. Yeah. That's a uh there you go. There you go, Toilet. I like that. Yeah. I think that's, that I think that's a, I think that's probably the best plan. And then he goes into the Las Vegas game and then all of a sudden you know, we get the we get the Joe Buck game for for the Raiders game. <laughs> they bump that oh yeah, yeah. that is uh it's a, a 405 three, game. oh yeah oh did i go. did i tell you speaking of i tell you my dad and i are going to the stillas bears game oh you are yeah because yeah, he's going to be out in erie that weekend so i'm going to fly november out 8th okay yeah, i like it's gonna that be a cold one yeah toilette and i are trying to go to a game she's never been to a game before so let's pick one right now what game should i bring toilette to the detroit lions, lions. uh okay there's uh that's a no, little early the lions it'll be that'll be in absolutely perfect sunday of football it is going to be like a balmy 57 degrees you're going to be nice and warm in like whatever sweatshirt underneath your jersey get a nice beer buzz it's a it's a it's a noon game you know you'll be mm. back home by like you know 5 30 6 o'clock like 
you'll be I, I i i'm i'm in on the noon game uh you know th- that might be pick number two but i think pick number one is going to be january 2nd outdoor soldier <laughs> field against the new york giants those might be even more sweet of toilets price range you can sit in the first bowl for under 100 bucks <laughs> yeah they'll actually pay you to come to the game like please seat filler we're playing the giants come on Hey, that Monday, that Monday night game against the Vikings would probably be a lot of fun. The twentieth. Is Kirk Cousins still on the Vikings? He is. Kirk Cousins is on the Vikings for like the next ten years, man. I'm pretty sure that's he's like has one of the richest contracts in football. Uh, Zach, are you going to the preseason game? Bears at Titans. I, I Titan went up. to. I went to. I really went to because that's going to be a it's a Saturday night game, and that's the last preseason game. So I think Fields will probably play most of that game. Oh, you think so? Okay. Yeah, I th- I think right. Isn't that what? Well, the, the, they used to have four. It, now there's four. So this, yeah. Now that there's three, and it also looks like they have like a, they've got some time off in between because they start the first game oh, yeah, in September twelfth. Yeah, that's twelfth. Well, yeah. Nagy Nagy's also said that he's not gonna rest starters again because that worked out so fucking well oh, for a shitty yeah. ass offense. I mean, really, the problem was Cody Parkey not getting enough reps, but. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I, um, I am Did you guys pause it all game. while I was away, or did you just immediately start doing Dalton Fields comparison talk? Well, we start. We, we actually uh, did some uh, film study. Toilet yeah. pulled up some 7-on-7 some seven seven film study from today that we watched together. Yep. Did yep. a little screen, screen share, and then we talked about that. And then, yeah, of course, we had to go into our our uh, our, ob- our our obligated Fields v. Dalton takes. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, Just a weekly temperature check-in. Yeah, you know, and, and hey, we're ostensibly a sports podcast, and like we, you know, we already talked about soccer. So what else can we talk about? Y'all want to talk about the McGregor fight? Cool. His <laughs> knee bent fifty de- or his knee bent ninety degrees. Great. Let's move on. My leg. My leg. <laughs> Twilight was. She's a PA, so she's like, "Oh, let me see the picture." And I showed her the picture. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's a dislocation. That's really bad." Like, yeah, it's a clean. <laughs> it's break. like purple. Like I'm not a doctor <laughs> like you are, but it's like purple right away. So Wait, that was like, a dislocated knee. I thought he broke his shin. Uh, dislocated ankle. Oh, the Kirk. Cut, uh, man, I am off today. Gordon Hayward injury. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, obviously, neither none of us saw it live because who the fuck pays for a pay per view? But did you guys see the clip of it at all? Oh yeah, oh, watched yeah. it a couple of times. What you, you little pain like gruesome kit MMA there? injury? Yeah, that in does a high profile fight. Yeah, I mean, like I'm that? not gonna not look up that gif. <laughs> I'm not gonna not see a tragic injury and replay it over and over at 50 percent speed. I mean, I think it's less tragic than. It would be if it was like in a in a sport in like a non-contact sport or even in a sport that has contact, but one where he didn't sustain the injury when he was like actively trying to kick someone. Mm-hmm. I feel like that sort of uh, diminishes like the sympathy points, mm. even so if we, that is the point of MMA. We don't feel bad for Conor McGregor. No, when Conor McGregor got paid. To dislocate his name. So do we time. feel bad? Do we feel feel bad for the fans who showed out for the pay per view and yes. didn't get a full show? Yes, that there we stinks. Go. That's, That's why you, thing. if you're gonna do the pay per view, you have to watch the undercard and bet on every fight. That's how you maximize the value of your uh, pay per view. And hopefully pay for your experience. Yeah. Hopefully can you make some money? Can back. you bet that a guy gets hurt? Like, did the other guy win because the other guy got hurt? Is that how that works? He was Connor. Was like Connor was like. Uh, asking for a doctor's stoppage, but I think they got him on a TKO. Right, technically. Okay, so out. Poirier technically won. Yeah, I think yeah. He, I think he would have. I think he would have won even if it was a doctor's uh, doctor's stoppage. He still would have been considered the winner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know how that worked. Like those I people mean, got paid. When the point of the on... sport is to like inflict injury upon your opponent and like knocking someone unconscious signals the end of a fight under normal rules i think that if a fighter gets hurt then that should just be a technical knockout i don't feel Mm. like you can stop it and then do like a no contest kind of thing interesting so luke what where where were you when you had to so rudely leave us for five minutes 
you know, I'll just say that the the secret to staying skinny is diet. <laughs> Sometimes you just need something to. I'm I was on a lamb shawarma cleanse. Put it that way. Ah, there we go. And very suddenly. <laughs> I was an aggressive, like, oh, I gotta go. All right, see you later. <laughs> oh, yeah, were you taking a soupy dump? Yes, thank you, Toilet. Nice, attaboy. Flush. Proud of you. Flush. Well, yeah, um, you, I... gave, you gave us the opportunity to do our Dalton's field, our Dalton Fields talk. Yeah, we needed to get that in. Yeah, so I think you. you were just disgusted by our disc golf talk, so you had to get out of here. Oh yeah, that that was exactly it. I I was so bored by the talk of disc golf handicapping that I was experienced intestinal distress. <laughs> um, I have a food topic that should certainly not turn your stomach. Do you guys want to hear it? Yes. Okay. Um, have either of you in quarantine stumbled upon the Great British Baking Show? Oh yes, long yeah, before quarantine. I've been on that tip for a while. Okay. Um, well, Toilette and I, that's kind of been one of our comfort go-to kind of brain off television shows. Um, when we're together, it's just a nice calming, uh, way to end the day. So, um, that's kind of been one of our recent, uh, recent watches. And I guess for anyone who hasn't seen, basically, uh, they have three challenges every weekend. So what I assume is a Saturday, they have two challenges, one in the morning, they take a break for lunch. They have a challenge in the afternoon. And then they have a third challenge that's the following day. Does this sound correct? Yeah. And this is all one episode. So in one episode, they'll have the three challenges. One person is your star baker. One person leaves the tent. And then they reduce the squad from 12 until they have an eventual winner. So my question is, if they're doing the same episode and they're doing the same challenge, why do they make them wear the same fucking outfit Two days in a row. I think because, like, humans are dumb, and if they changed clothes from day to day, then we wouldn't be able to, like, track which person is which. I feel like it's, like, speaking to that part of our brain that was raised on, like, Doug and Hey Arnold, where, like, the way that you identify characters is by their dress, if nothing else. Zach, you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's a continuity thing. It's the same reason why on on Family Feud, like, we all know that Steve Harvey changes his suits because they film all the episodes in one day. But, like, yet the family that's hanging around there still stays in the same costume for multiple days. Yeah. Yeah, that's another good point. So, like, those people obviously aren't going to put on a new like coordinating outfit or whatever they're just gonna wear what they already wore so does the great british baking show employ a launder who takes everyone outfit at the end of the day after like sweaty and covered in like like flour and like my trousers and... got a soggy bottom <laughs> this is the soggy bit <laughs> i exactly. got raspberry jam on me front <laughs> <laughs> exactly like is there some guy like scraping all the jam off of guys clothes and like washing it and turning it around for the next day for the next show oi i have to post some comments about baki osaka on twitter right now i'll be right back <laughs> uh, yeah sadly there's not been enough of like the surly englishman on the show i'm we watched season seven and eight and then we went back to one um, so I don't know if there are some of those characters. Fucking hilarious. They had like a football hooligan type on the Great <laughs> British Baking Show. Because all the people on the show are like so nice. Family and everything. And like one guy is like, oh, Glacia, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> on the weekends, likes to go home and watch Arsenal with his friends. And then they like cut to him and his buddies in some shitty apartment gassing fosters and... <laughs> Talking shit to the t- to the to the TV, chucking a beer bottle through like the front of a pub and like smashing a chair because <laughs> Millwall drew with Leeds. <laughs> but it's but he's actually a phenomenal baker, so he likes to make little uh, f- floating puddings for the for these the are my terrines. <laughs> I made meal foil without a shoe. I made some crisps. <laughs> the key is butter. Biscuits, yep. biscuits, biscuits, and more biscuits. Nobody's made chocolate biscuits. chip cookies 
ever on the Great British Baking yeah, Show. They'd be chocolate knowledge. chip biscuits. They would probably be the most elite chocolate chip cookies of all time. Yeah, you'd have to find they, some way to like jazz it up. They're just like chock full of butter. All that like dark brown sugar shit yeah. in there. How can I make how can I make my baking better? Oh, I'll just double the butter that I put in here. Boom. Done. Boom. Done. Genius. Toilet to your question, I suppose they do, because they film in a tent, but it's on location at like some big ass manor house. So I assume that they must have like staff or like a commercial sort of like laundry facility in there. That's the follow-up. Why the fuck are they in a tent? Why aren't they just yeah. in a building? I always wondered that, too. Like, yeah, why do they put them in a tent? It's kind of broke. I don't know. I feel like it's part of the charm at this point. It's not proper. What what building are you going to go to that has 12 ovens in it? Uh, the, what, Windsor Castle? Ever heard of it? The bake-off is done in a tent in order to expose the bakers to two very critical variables that they may... They must demonstrate that they have mastered humidity and temperature. Well, I mean, if they practice baking in England, I think they'll be able to master humidity. Like, the, it's just a damp-ass country. <laughs> <laughs> so damp and sad. I'm so dad, uh, sad I need my biscuits to comfort me because England drew again. Mother so, fuck. So damp and sad. It's 57 degrees in the middle of July. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin would say that it would take, like, he didn't have a dryer when he lived in London, and it would take, like, 18 hours for a t-shirt to dry because <laughs> the air is just so moist. My but me cake is really moist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me biscuits are moist. Oh, fuck. All right, Luke, should we hit one of yours? I see that the Chicago Reader Classifieds, one of our favorite returning segments, is back. Yeah, sure. I've got a Chicago Reader Classified. How's the noise level, by the way? Uh, it's better. Great. You're not screaming at me anymore. Oh, that's good. Well, I am literally yelling. I'm just farther away from my mic at this point. Okay. Um, so we have uh, Reader Matches today. Ooh, sexy. Chicago Reader Classifieds. Ladies... I will be your perfect mate. Mate spelled M and the letter eight. (laughs) Um, I I know that you're joking, but literally this ad is written. You're not going to be able to see it, but it's written in like, like they texted it to (laughs) this, but texted it with T9. So it's ladies. I will be letter B your, you are perfect mate. Very nice-looking white male. Ages in the mind. (laughs) And the same goes for race. What? Whoa, okay. (laughs) We don't, like, whitewash everyone's race. People definitely have races. No, it's all in your mind, man. Okay. It's all in everybody's mind. I don't see color, man. I I mean, your eyes are, you know, like, what the, the information that your eyes process is all in your mind, man. And technically, like, isn't it all upside down, too? So, I mean, like, it is in your mind, technically. This guy is a genius. You mold me into perfection. I will be the quote-unquote man that you want me to be in every aspect. Ooh. XO, Teal Day. P.S. I have been told that I am an amazing pleasure giver. Whoa, sir! Need to work that one into the postscript, sir. What's this guy's name? This is actually somebody that we've discussed before. It's not Dragon Master. Oh, Dragon Master. Boring1960 at gmail.com. This is ostensibly a 61-year-old man taking out this classified at. What's his name? Email. 61-year-old man. 60. Yeah. Alluring. Uh, I've been told I'm a really good pleasure receiver, so maybe <laughs> we'd be a good match. Um, yeah, I think this guy might need a less. You could reach out and maybe try to educate him on uh, race theory. I mean, like he leads out really well. He's like, I'm very nice looking, which I mean, like, got to sell people. Yeah, I am attractive. Ages in life, so another. I- indicator that he might be old you only say that if you're old yep. yeah that's an old guy saying 
I, I'm not sure he says that I will be the man that you want me to be. He put man in all caps and in scare quotes. I'm not sure what that is supposed to mean. So if you want him to be a boy, he can tuck it between his legs and be a boy. Gotcha. Well, he'll definitely be the man because he's great at giving pleasure. Yep. And he's very nice looking. Thank you for giving me all this pleasure. And, and his age is just in the mind. There you go. And so is, his, so is his race. Yep. This would be an incredible Tinder profile. Like, you know those people who, you know, will professionally write Tinder profiles on, like, Fiverr and stuff for you? I feel like this guy needs to branch out and start doing it. Because his talent should not be limited to classifieds. This guy needs virtual reality sex. No one should actually have sex with this guy. He should just have sex with himself VR in virtual sex. reality. Yeah. Someone give sex. this guy a headset. Second life is just begging for this guy. Luring <laughs> I, 1960. I drove by a video sex shop this past weekend at 9.30 in the morning. Parking lot full of cars. <laughs> Packed. Packed. Nice. Packed house. Saturday, 9.30. <laughs> so what you, are you guys doing? So you just decided to stop in and see what all the buzz was about. <laughs> Time to crank down. Can I put a disc <laughs> in there? breakfast buffet. <laughs> Can I get you a different hobby, my man? You ever tried disc golf? <laughs> biscuits and gravy taste kind of weird. Oh, no. <laughs> uh? Yeah. Yeah, when you say the biscuits, <laughs> the, 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 guy, the guy from uh, from the Great British Bake Off comes in. <laughs> what are you talking about, me biscuits? Paul Hollywood. You haven't adapted to the humidity. These biscuits are soggy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're soggy for another reason there, mate. Oh, soggy biscuit game. Ugh. Any other I, winner? I Go did ahead. want to. Uh, I was going to say alert our um, our listeners um, that the Chicago Reader is seeking sources as they prepare to celebrate oh. their 50th anniversary. The oh. Chicago Reader would love to hear from you. Are you a diehard reader fan who remembers the pre-Craigslist glory days of our classified section? Yes, you do. Did you make a, a sale, get a job, or find an apartment or class in the classified section? Did you meet your partner, lover, or friend through our reader matches or missed connections? Are you a young person who stumbled upon this by accident and has no idea who uses classified advertising anymore? If these apply to you, send your thoughts to Reader Chicago. For their roundup on classifieds. We the need, anniversary edition. We need to reach out. We need to get involved. We need to get on the next publication. How do we do it? Do we Excellent. tell them that we found each other as lovers on the in the lover friends? We started as friends, became lovers. And then started a podcast. And then started a podcast. <laughs> where we just discussed the Chicago Reader. Yeah, we met each other all waiting for our mutual date, dragonmaster69 at gmail.com. And then Alluring1960 walks in. <laughs> and then Alluring1960 walks in. And he was the man that I wanted him to be. I mean, I could mold him, but he came into the table being very nice looking and being a very good pleasure giver. So, I mean, like, what more could you ask for? Oh, man. oh, here we go. Well, I, I also just found some great. There's a there's apparently a sex issue of the Chicago Reader, and this yeah, is I think they do one every year. Awesome sex in the suburbs. The swinging lifestyle I, creates solace and friendship for those seeking sexual freedom. I mean, they run Savage Love, which is a syndicated sex advice column, kind of like Ask Abby, but like every question is about like a sex related topic. This guy has an amazing quote where he says, yes, this is about sex. We don't run from that. We don't hide that from that because, you know, sex is awesome. And having, you know, a lot of sex is awesome. Sweet. Sweet, Fred. So this, that this, guy has an earring. <laughs> this is interesting. A, a little, little, little tidbit. Swigger parties usually have a, lot of, have a set of rules, require an ID, Hmm. Cost some hmm. money and take place in hotels or private homes. Well, you don't just get the charcuterie board for free. Yeah, serious, seriously. Is I guess you got you to you require an ID when you walk in, too. Yeah, they got to serve snacks and refreshments. You're going to get hot from banging all the hot bodies. <laughs> but there, there's a looming threat of that being shut down by city officials. Boo! 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 
positive sex environment. Get out of our bedrooms. Yeah, seriously. Sex positive podcast. I don't think that they're usually held in private residences. The ones that I think that they're specifically referring to are held in like storefronts. You ever looked at like a place and like what's going on there? Like it looks occupied, but I'm not sure what what's happening there. That's what's happening there. That's what's happening there. Oh, oh, in Markham, Illinois, Mayor Roger Agpawa has been working towards closing adult swinger clubs and specifically targeted Couples Choice, a popular location that has a dance floor and 18 bedrooms. I swear, the bedrooms are there just in case our guests dance too hard and they can't drive home that night. That's what it's they're a there. karaoke bar. We have private rooms. Private rooms. What's the, what's the issue here? <laughs> Bed, bedtime karaoke. Well, did you know that the owner of Couples Choice was uh, and his son were arrested for um, what? What do you think they were arrested for? Um, Solicitation. That no. This is way. This is way more bureaucratic than that. Tax fraud. No, operating a business in a residential area. Oh, <laughs> That's how we got it, Come boys. on. A zoning issue. <laughs> we didn't we get a permit. Him, <laughs> you didn't get a bullshit. permit. People call the cops on lemonade stands. Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> what if they had an easement? Come on. Easement. I'm on the easement. That's awesome. Zach, you got anything this week? No. No. Okay. Do we want to do American folk sayings? I was going to suggest yeah. we go do Luke's American folk sayings. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the impetus of this was at work, I have been known to bust out like an aphorism or an idiom or a folk saying. From Ooh, time what, to time. what are your favorites? Uh, what are your favorites? Can you name a few? There's more than one way to skin a cat is one of my favorites. Okay. That's a good um, one. This isn't really a folk saying, but I referred to something as a white whale um, the other day, which one of my coworkers didn't pick up on, which I was kind of surprised at because I feel like that's a pretty universal literary illusion. Wow, um, fancy boy. Talk about books over here. I said nuttier than squirrel shit the other day, too, and that got a, a hearty Ooh, chuckle. That's a, nice. that's, a, that's a good one. I One of the ones I'll usually say is... Uh, that I took from my grandfather. Uh, it don't make me know. Never mind. What it's is that? Basically, means like I, it doesn't bother me. Like I, I don't care. They say okay. it don't make me know. Never mind. My mom's got a lot of really good ones. Like a lot of them are like great, like southern down home off the farm sort of things too. Like finer than frog hair. Uh, she mm. couldn't help being ugly, but she could have stayed home. That sort of thing. <laughs> oh, <stuff. yeah. laughs> What? Uh, yeah, there's this huge yeah. from the logo. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> what was that again? She couldn't yeah, help being ugly. She couldn't help being ugly, but she could have stayed home. Oh fuck! <laughs> I don't think I could use that, but I'm gonna teach Twilight to use it. <laughs> oh, okay, shit. so if you if you wouldn't mind navigating, I feel like you need to go to this website to really get the full experience. Oh, I'm there. This no, I'm, I'm, like, yeah, I've, I've been on here for part of the episode already. Made in 2002, and I think whoever <laughs> is doing it just forgot that they're paying hosting fees on this website. This Shout is... out to Brownie Locks and the Three Bears. Oh, we can like Brownie Locks on Facebook. Oh, perfect. Visit Holidays, Ham Radio, and more store. Oh, we should be Ham Radio, guys. Oh, I guess we kind of are Ham Radioing right now. Ham. Yeah. But, like, what if we got real Ham Radios? Ham. That's that's exactly what I want to do. Like, fuck podcasting. Let's set up like an actual terrestrial pirate radio station. <laughs> Let's yeah, go go broadcasting back. to a fifty foot radius around my. Apartment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll go back. Page. Everybody's leaning into podcasts. We're gonna go back into terrestrial radio. This website is like, it's like 2002 all over again. I love it. It's all clip art. It's very uh like uh what were those I, websites called where you made your own websites? Like Weebly? Um, no, it was like more archaic than that. Are you talking about Dreamweaver? Like Zine was the uh not Dreamweaver. 
Also, I want to describe this for the viewers at home. It's like a basically like a Shell Silverstein uh, illustration in the background. Like you have an American flag that's like has broad brush strokes and it's imperfect, done in watercolor. Done in watercolor, and then you have like a giving tree in front of it, and then all of the all of the all of the text is in what I assume to be Ariel Bold. Maybe it's at Times it's New. It's Comic Roman. Sans. Oh well, sir. I'm I'm down to the actual sayings. Yes, oh, the beginning gotcha. is in Comic Sans, but, they, <laughs> but it's in that that's a that's an unmistakable font. Oh, one of my fa- one of my favorite Luke, one of my favorite pranks to do in the office when somebody would leave their their uh, computer open is on the on our Jabber profiles, like our instant messenger. You can change how people's font goes out. And so I love changing everybody's to Comic Sans. It's <laughs> just like, good, clean fun. That's just good, clean fun. You're like, you, you like send a Jabber message to like a boss or something like that. It just comes to it's comics, Comic Sans. Side note. But yeah, keep going. Hey, have you ever done the thing where it's like an autocorrect macro? <laughs> have you ever no. done one of those? No, I no. What what is what is that? Where you change like dollar to doo doo or something like that. So every time they type the word dollar, it changes to doo doo. Another another yeah, another one of our fu- our our favorite ones is to send time delayed emails from like managers, uh, from their from their computers, and you'd send it to all the interns and be like, "Hey, come meet me at my desk at three fifteen. And all of a sudden, there's like six interns to show up to a manager's desk at three fifteen. They're like, "What the fuck? I didn't send you guys an email." They're like, "Yeah, we all got an email from you." Okay, so okay, brownie the boy, begins. The, boy, the boys have good, clean fun at work. Brownie Huge locks begins this with a little bit of a uh, preamble. Common sayings seem to be the grassroots of our American culture. I'm always saying that. If your parents had nothing to say, they always seemed to resort to some previously spoken phrase their parents said to them, didn't they? But to claim that these are really quote-unquote American sayings is false. Our nation is a melting pot of many cultures, so the sayings listed below represent years of generations handing them down to one another, mostly orally, with their own cultural spin. Many were told to help educate and pass wisdom down from young to old. Their motive was to teach you a message, a behavior, or to give you philosophical wisdom. Some come from the Bible, although they are not actually word for word. Why? Because many people did not read or write, but their preacher came around and told them the Bible. So they remembered the Bible, quote, as they interpreted the message, unquote, and passed it down that way. So I took a look at these earlier. It didn't seem super biblical, but... Um, I think Brownie Watts makes a good point that an oral tradition sourced from many different places. I love an oral tradition. Um, this is really like the oral history of aphorisms. Um, this would, that would be the ringer title of this podcast. Um, and, and we big, a sorry, go ahead, toilet. My alternate title would be Brownie Locks is incredibly problematic for body shaving. Did you guys read it? some of these body shaving okay. ones well yeah, yeah let's, let's get some, to it there's some some not body positive stuff in here yeah, yeah. what the hell brownie locks brownie locks has certainly picked some choice ones uh and they're sort of in alphabetical order but not really um but it starts off with a big wife in a big barn will ever do a man any harm and spot the lie there you got your big wife your big barn you're set yeah, so I thought like, okay, this is like she kind of starts with like these cute ones, but these are th- the title for these um, sayings are here are some sayings I don't think you've heard question mark I didn't put in the common ones most of us already heard or know what anyway you scroll to the bottom where it says here are my favorites where she gets into too many square meals make too many round people damn. Oh. And what are, one had better have no dealings with girls with fat legs. That's not a saying. That's just like, mean. don't date fat chicks. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, Brownie Locks? The smaller the waistline, the longer the life. So yeah. Brownie Locks is not a health at any size person. Well, I can go to Brownie Locks' Facebook page and we can, we can see if she's living her truth. A wife that does not know how to keep house throws out with more with a teaspoon than a man can bring in with a shovel. Wow. Oh. 
does not know how to keep the resume worth. I don't understand that one. Everybody lays his load on the willing horse. Yeah, It's a little gross. Oh, a good fools. neighbor fools. found treasure. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fools use bets for arguments. This is decidedly anti-gambling. <laughs> a Ooh. man without guts lives on his knees. <laughs> I like that one. A, a friend... man who marries twice is a two-time loser. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Wait, so the, 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 I, this, the idea is... Oh, well, okay, never mind. I was just going to say something dumb. Um, this one says a friend to everyone is a friend to nobody. So just be a dick to some people. Got to have enemies. Got to have some enemies. Got to make a few enemies in this life. The Pokemon games really set up a false expectation for my life that I would have a rival or main enemy that at I all times. go against at all times. Oh, that I, I would have. Be, I think it'd be fun to have a rival. Who do you, do you guys have a rival at work? Like an equally maybe lesserly handsome man, young man? Probably not Luke. I mean, if you had an open rivalry at work where somebody was your enemy, I feel like that would not reflect very well on you professionally. But if it was like a cute rivalry, like you did some ribbing and some light, you know, joking back and forth, maybe? Yeah, I, I guess it'd be a friendly rivalry. I'm talking like an absolute just like, like we just really like a Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau rivalry. Like yeah, we're, like we're never going to fight each other, but we're just going to do everything we can to like just piss each other off. If you were in a sales office, like a Dwight and Jim scenario yeah, where exactly. you're competing every every month for numbers. That's fair. I guess I don't work on a sales team where they like are very intentionally making you be competitive with your coworkers. Hmm. We should we should ask Kevin if he's got a nemesis at work. He probably does. Probably has several. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, he's probably Brandy everyone's locks, rival. Brownie Locks addresses this. A false friend is worse than an open enemy. Watch out for these snakes. Watch out hey, for friend. these snakes. Uh, did you learn any good ones you think you're gonna adapt to your everyday life? Um, better weak beer than lemonade, I think is something that I personally feel in my life because (laughs) when I'm consuming a beverage, it either needs to be caffeinated, alcoholic, or water. So I, I totally understand, like, if I'm going to be wasting calories on a beverage, better weak beer than lemonade. Okay. I, I like that. I don't understand this one. If you want a neat wife, choose her on a Saturday. What was that? Because um, she respects the Sabbath. I guess. Jewish. I, I guess. <laughs> oh, don't dare kiss an ugly girl. She'll tell the world about it. Damn. <laughs> Damn, all these not body positive comments. Brownie finds a dozen alibis for its evil deeds. Hmm. Living is like licking honey off a thorn. It's a really dark view of life. I like this one. Every man judges others by himself. That's true. Nothing is gained by having one donkey call another long ears. (laughs) This is pretty rich from somebody who is like, yo, watch out for fat girls. But then she says here, every mother's child is handsome. What? That means um, a face only a mother could love or something like that. Basically, like your mom isn't going to tell you that you're ugly. Yeah, yeah, your mom can't say that. Let let thy maidservant be faithful, strong, and homely. Hmm, We don't want anybody getting any ideas about the maidservant. Oh, we had a submission here from a B Calipari where it says earned, not given. The drunken mouth reveals the heart's secrets. Drunken mouth. Ooh, yikes. I've heard I've actually heard that one before. Hmm. The drunk man's mouth speaks to sober man's heart. I think that's the way that I heard it. Uh drunk man's words are sober man's thoughts. Yeah, same thing. Vanity is a sixth sense. Ooh, this one is for you, Zach. Wedlock is a padlock. Thoughts. Oh. 
Poet, poets and pigs are appreciated only after their death. Oh, man. That's really harsh to pigs. <laughs> no. And poets. I guess it was true for Tupac, our generation's poet. And XXXTentacion, the Zuma uh, poet. Yes. And 69 Tenation. He's still alive. Oh. Little Peep is dead, though. Shout Rips. out, Little Peep. Little Peep. Um, cool. Any other winners on here? Merit is superior to birth and virtue is not hereditary. So, very meritocratic from Brownie Locks. I just love this website so much. I saw it <laughs> so, and I, this is this is this inspired me to look up some look up some old like ones that like my mom used to say, more like kind of geared towards down home life in Arkansas. And uh, I came across one. This guy feels like the patron saint of our podcast. Uh, the, the, the saying goes, he's as drunk as Cooter Brown. Now, Cooter Brown is an infamous character in Southern lore. Legend tells mm. that he lived in the Mason-Dixon line, the border between the North and the South, during the Civil War. To avoid the draft on either side, Cooter decided to stay drunk through the entire war, making him <laughs> ineligible for battle. And even Southerners have measured their drunkenness by him ever since. Sweet. Cooter. Cooter. When Cooter you said Brown. that it was a Civil War folktale about a man who lived on the Mason-Dixon line, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Glad we were able to land the plane <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I found two winners while you told that story. Mans marry a handsome man and you marry trouble. So sorry, Zach. Oh, it's oh. just ugly. And then did I say it's fire, fire than frog hair? Yeah. Yeah. Vicky says that naked men never lose anything. True. I've never lost anything when I'm naked except my virginity. Oh, <laughs> and your decency. Just kidding. I was wearing socks. <laughs> Duh. Okay. What I think I've learned here is I need to have an enemy. I need to be nicer to my neighbors. I, I have, I have one. Neighbors. I have one. I need to tell my dad, Luke. The belly hates a long sermon. Thank oh. God. True. Because you're always hungry at church. Yes. Because if you respect the Lord's day, you haven't eaten before you've received communion. Yeah, true. And the sermon so, comes before communion. I mean, I think more so thinking ahead to the biscuits and gravy that you're going to be getting at the Lion's Den <laughs> at, the, at, the, at the 930 meetup. At the, at yeah. the, at the, the Red Lion pub. The at biscuits the, and what, gravy what is, text. What was that place called? The, we're going to get a, a couple's choice biscuits and gravy. Hey, guys, you want to meet up for some gravy later? Oh, gosh. Yikes. Guilty men see guilt written on the faces of saints. Ooh. Like, that's God gives food but does not cook it. That's not true. Birds get struck by lightning all the time. Hmm. The ugliest girl makes the best housewife. True. I've <laughs> always I'm always saying that. <laughs> I'm always saying that to my partner. It would be hilarious if, like, what there were all these that were, like, sort of old-timey and, like, stodgy, and it was, like, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, street knowledge. It is a waste of gunpowder gun to fire at the man in the moon. Take that, Elon Musk and Richard Branson. Yeah, take that. Take that, Jeff this one, Bezos. This one says unmasked unvaccinated unafraid <laughs> Woo! <laughs> shout out rob schneider just kidding credited, credited, to cole beasley. <laughs> oh, credited to cole beasley credited to cole beasley all right shit anything else this week guys i think we're at a solid what hour 30 yeah, I think so. Even with Luke's disappearance. Yeah, we're just like keep that hour, in. An hour ten. Oh, I can't count. Oh wait, no, we're not. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. We've been here for three hours. 
<laughs> the anthology episode. Oh, man. I'm going to eat lamb shawarma before every podcast now. Uh, really, like, it, 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 still it produced, sense of urgency. Produced good content. Need, Even though you were discontent. Finish, need to finish the podcast between defecations. Don't pretend like that's not what you're doing every time we take a break. Yeah, um, just, I don't often poop. You're, ju- you're just you- as drunk as Cooter Brown. I wish. Have you guys seen uh, another round yet? No, oh, is no. It, is it I good? heard it was very good. Yeah, that's your homework for next week. That's like literally the drunk as Cooter Brown story. This we should watch another round. Let's We've done make... a movie one in a while. We should watch a shitty movie. Okay, oh, let's do okay. it. Okay, what do, what do we what's a shitty movie to watch? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. In the lexicon. Oh, so so we not so we not potting next week. Oh. Oh no. Um, next week I'm off on vacation. Um, Zach and Toilet, if you would like to record an episode and do it with no editing or test your editing skills and send it to me, I can upload it. Oh, I can't uh, wait! This is gonna be the this is gonna be the episode that gets us canceled. Toilet, let's yeah, go. Yeah, the cancel so- the cancel sode. Oh my gosh, could we? You think you and I could do an hour and a half on Dalton Fields? Uh, should, yeah, we should, just, we should just yeah, do our own. Know. We just do our own Chicago sports segment. Yeah, let's just like simultaneously talk about our takes on the Bears for for ninety minutes straight. <laughs> Yeah, going in like, this is, like, too hot for radio. Like, watch out, cancel culture. And then it's like, then week 15, the Bears are away. <laughs> and, and so we got to do fake advertisements, too, in the middle of all of it. Yeah. So, like, all right, this segment brought to you by uh, Speedy Delivery Cleaning Service on Route 22. Uh, Lions Den Breakfast Buffet is better than you think it would be. This one's brought to you by uh, the folks at the Cooter Brown Liquor Store. (laughs) This is the Cooter Brown episode. Shout out. Shout out, Cooter. All right. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you, Cooters.